Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This week on Pop Guys, we talk Ariana Grande, Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, and New Year's resolutions. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Guys, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! Hey, bitches. How are we? Episode 20. Oh, my God. Are you sure not 21? Mm. <laughs> I fucked it up last time. Episode 20. <laughs> what were you guys doing when you were 20? Damn. <laughs> I was being a little slut. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And you, Charlie, were you being 20. a slut? Did you have your slut phase of two or three hookups <laughs> uh, yes that's true and I was in my second year of uni so I was studying musical theater nice. and I starred in my end of year production of the winter's tale at uni oh! in which mm. I played Autolycus the traveling bard and prankster fantastic I can't say I know him by name but I look yeah. forward to he's just really world. gay and breaks the fourth wall a lot and I had like literally like four and a half inch lashes i was this like androgynous mix oh my god i <laughs> love that for you yeah yeah <laughs> i love that androgynous mix could be your um tell all the title of your tell all novel oh my like coffee table book <laughs> <laughs> okay melania yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll miss melania what were you doing at 20, Jordan? I was Melania uh, Hinklebottom or whatever her maiden name was. No, I don't know. I was in my final year of university, so I was crazy. <laughs> I was <laughs> obsessed with myself, uh, obsessed with weightlifting and doing the splits all the time. What happened to that? <laughs> um, look, 
I can still get into the splits. That has nothing to do with flexibility and everything to do with the amount of alcohol that I've consumed at this point because <laughs> I will wake up in the morning very sore and I'm looking forward to cutting up the dance floor at New Year's Eve. I'm uh, tell you that much. I can't wait. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> have you guys been clubbing yet now that we can go back? Nah. But I, I have been, like, planning my New Year's Eve party. Got some balloons. Got a thing that says Happy New Year. <laughs> I hope the weather is good because otherwise I don't know what's going to happen. It's out, like it's in the backyard. True. Mm. Well, good you got onto it early. So many people trying to get those fucking New Year's Eve balloons on the day. It's like, honey, you have to book a year in advance. <laughs> Speaking of balloons, there was this TikTok about this woman who like started, she has a balloon company and someone was like, how much does it cost to get like a, like she makes you know, those big letters, like not, yeah. not where it's like one balloon per letter. It's like a, almost like a, sh- a, a shelf and they fill it with balloons yeah. mm. and it's a letter. And she was like, it's $300 per structure. And people were like, $300, that's a lot. <laughs> she did this TikTok where she was like, actually, like, this is me putting it all together and like blowing up and doing it. And then people use that audio to show them like making a sandwich, being like, on your small business, it's really difficult. And you have to like, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't be earnest on that app. You cannot be earnest on any app because you will get dragged. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've got to talk about Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. <gasps> what yes. is that? I delete a TikTok, as you know, so I have no idea what's cool with the kids these days. <laughs> and it yeah. changes so quickly. When did you delete it? Like two weeks ago? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. You've got no idea what the world is like. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a new place. So basically, it started with this song that goes, Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. And then <laughs> somebody duetted that and had orchestrated it. So it was like, Remy! And it was like all these like different voices singing it. And then somebody duetted that as Remy and was like, my dreams have come true. So that's how it started. So people were like sharing that and then they made little cartoons to go with it. And then from there, people started being like, this is the song that I would like to submit for the Ratatouille musical, including one Australian TikToker um, who wrote a song for Ratatouille's dad. And it's just become all these people creating these songs that would go in the musical that would go in the musical and they've basically done it some of them are so good it's incredible it's absolutely incredible yeah and people have choreographed dances to them there's people who've done the set design one of the biggest like things that people are worried about is like how do you do you know um the size the perspective of the rat versus the humans because the rat's <laughs> got to be small yeah and so people are like they're like oh, we could use puppets blah 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 so it became this thing and then genuine producers from New York and, and composers started giving their notes. People came back with more with adaptations on their original work. And now on January 1st, they're going to be shooting Ratatouille, Ratatouille the, the musical. musical. And oh, it's actually called that. It's a Wait. TikTok musical, Greg. Yeah. Wait, where are they filming this? Broadway. Fucking Broadway. And it's directed by, I forget her name, but she directed Six. Baz Luhrmann. The musical. Oh, my God. It's like Baz actual legit. Yeah. <laughs> he would. That's so good. And then doing it as like a massive fundraiser so you can like buy your tickets. But because like, I think it's a fucking smart idea. So do I. I think this is the future of like young millennial content that it's this grassroots thing. And also how wonderful that we've come out of lockdown with a like 
fan-created, awesome, fun lockdown musical. I think it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. in love with this collaboration and, like, positivity. Yeah. If I were any of these young TikTok creators who have been approached and have their songs in the official TikTok musical, I would make sure that you've sorted out your rights. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure, make sure you Get a lawyer. know that you own that song because these motherfuckers don't trust but anyone. Disney's going to come in like, hey there, friend. Hey, um, <laughs> we're actually going to tour this, but we'll give you a ticket to yeah, yeah. Disneyland <laughs> in the pandemic yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> Apparently Disneyland is still open. That's I'm not insane. But yeah, same. Um, we're talking about world tours. <laughs> <laughs> Your transitions give me life. Yeah. I... <laughs> and I know what's coming as well. <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about Ariana Grande. Yes. And her, her mystery Netflix, man. Her Netflix show and her mystery man. Like two things breaking in one week. What the hell, Ariana? Yeah, queen of coinciding two big life events. Well, can I tell you that when I saw her post about her engagement, I was like, oh, her Netflix stocker must be up. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, great. Well, thank you. I'm going to watch this now. <laughs> I When I saw it, the comment, you know how it comes up with a comment, just shows you like some of the most popular comments. Yeah. The comment that came up underneath her engagement announcement was, congrats, all caps from Diane Keaton. Oh, Diane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's happy for it, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little first wives club for you all. <laughs> Absolutely. I've seen Diane present awards at awards shows where most awards get presented. And it was, she is the dizziest bitch that's ever lived. She comes out in her little like saggy top and beret. She's like, oh, okay. Ratata. And we're like, is anyone helping her? What did you think of the? Have you seen it, Charlie? Oh, the the doco. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. What's it like? Tell me about it, guys. Okay, so for me, I haven't listened to like a lot of Ariana Grande. To be honest, I've heard like her three most popular songs, and then I think I was briefly obsessed with one of them and played it like a million times. But that is like I haven't listened to one of her records from start to finish. And I also kind of didn't like her for some reason. I think the whole mm. Pete Davidson thing, I just didn't like because who the fuck gets engaged after a month? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, oh, she's like just one of those people who does that. And then I watched it and I was like, she's so sweet and like so genuine and cute. I kind of like her now. So it like um, changed my opinion on her and I I'm not a stan, but. I would go and see one of her shows as well because of the choreography and the work that went into it being so amazing. And I'll say one more thing, which is that it low-key reminded me of the Beyonce Coachella thing mm. in the sense that it was a documentary, but there wasn't a lot of substance to it. Yeah, or Miss Americana or Five mm. Foot Two, Gaga's mm. documentary, all that mm. shit. Those, They're all the those, same. Yeah, but this was definitely, the Ariana one definitely felt like a concert with small moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm. it was pretty much the show. Like I was, I wanted Ariana, the doco, but we got Ariana, the concert, and then some chats. Some behind mm. the scenes. Yeah. Some BTS. I love Ariana Grande. I definitely went through a phase when, like I, she was just an artist that I knew of 
and found quite annoying for a while. <laughs> um, but then when Thank You Next came out, I just was like, I could not stop listening to it. Seven Rings was my top song, the second top song this year. I just, I love, I love her stuff and I love the drama of it all. And I also love the song, break up with your girlfriend, cause I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so funny. She has this song called Space where she's just like, give me space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I find it quite, her music quite funny and her lyric writing quite funny to me. Mm. She's kind of a weird person as well in a way. And she definitely is one of those people who just, I mean, I would do this too if I was that rich, but you would just have your friends or I would just pay people like their yeah. job would be to be my friend, like to come on tour with me and stuff. Mm. It's like personal assistant, right? Like the line really blurs between friend and personal assistant slash support slash therapist. Entourage and all that Entourage, stuff. Entourage, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, it would be fun for a while. Well, I tell you what, she broke into singing um, Astonishing in the car ride from Little Women the Musical. I knew exactly where it was from. Thank you, Yeah, Jane. sorry, sorry, <laughs> I didn't have to clarify. But I was like, how much fucking money do I have to make to be able to, like, break into song without my friends, like, telling me to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> I think once you've won a few awards, they're okay with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, fair enough. A guild nomination doesn't count. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. I, I don't know. I liked it because I was also like, oh, I'm at a concert. And it made yeah. me want to see her live. Yeah, absolutely. I had the exact same feeling. Have you started listening to more of her music now? Um, well, I only watched it this morning <laughs> at work. Lol. It was like <laughs> running in the background. And then I'd be like, Ah, oh, this song slaps, and I know the song, but I didn't mm. know it was her, or like I'd forgotten. Speaking of these documentaries, did you by any chance watch the Sean Mendes documentary? <laughs> no. I started watching it. I will continue watching it in bits and bobs. I don't think I can sit down for the whole thing. It is so funny. <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap level comedy. But he doesn't know that he's funny because I, I I knew nothing about Sean Mendes. I just know that he's like in the zeitgeist and he's dating Camilla Cavallo and they just fake. They're yeah. not really like, yeah. it's a fake relationship. Yeah. Sorry, people are like <laughs> saying that he yeah that's his beard and that he's dating like Nick Jonas or whatever. Uh, Nick Jonas. <laughs> Wait, isn't oh. he married? Uh, no, like uh, it might not be Nick yeah, Jonas, no. but they de- they can so, be married, honey. There's so much like <laughs> shit going on with the gay community fighting over like. Shawn Mendes is gay and we all know it. And then like the other gays are being like, it's, it's homophobic and it's setting a bad message that we're like trying to out someone. Leave that gay guy alone. And then other gays are like, no, he's actually not gay at all. Like we shouldn't presume. It's like, oh my God, just enjoy this man's terrible music and his news and get over it. <laughs> there was that hilarious video of him and Camilla Cavallo walking down the street during like the first lockdown and they're walking so slowly <laughs> like, waiting for paps kind of thing yes it's so weird and they're just like and they're like holding hands but they're both like holding their stomachs and you think they're like maybe on shrooms or something but it's, it's weird vibes like I'm like I don't I think you guys have just been like let's go for a walk but they're not yeah. on any kind of substance it's bizarre and their relationship is so funny to watch in the in the thing because it's so performative like yeah, very of much like the camera is literally like there's no way that the cameraman got some of these shots without being oh. right up their noses no. and they're like right up each other's face like I love you so much baby 
And don't you love when, with like performative celebrity relationships that are like clearly like organized by a PR team, mm. that when it's like you get two, like it's never like A grade and B grade or like B grade and D grade celebrity. It's always like D and D or C and C. Like they're always like at the same level. It's like yeah. who the fuck was Shawn Mendes two years ago? Who the fuck was Camilla whatever two years ago? But now yeah. it's like, oh, they're Camilla and Shawn. Like... <laughs> I love wouldn't, that. Wouldn't you also say that normal relationships almost work that way? Like, I don't know anyone who's like, I don't want to say dating below them, but there's always a redeeming factor in a person. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, and I, I don't yeah. mean in terms of like degraders in the person. I mean more like in oh, yeah, terms of agreed. their literal celebrity. Yeah. And speaking of which, that's actually one thing I want to talk about with Ariana that I find very charming about this new engagement is that this guy is not at all a famous person. He's, like, a very private person that's not, like, on Instagram. He has 4,000 followers, which is, you know, that's a crumbs. Lot to me. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot to me as well, but, like, that's crumbs to Ariana. Mm. You know, like, people are like, oh, honey, that's really sad. You're dating this, you know, man with 4,000 followers. Oh, my God. That's honestly the dream. Are you kidding? This is, like, yeah. a Jessica Alba married that, like, tech guy and everybody's like what yeah (laughs) but it's nice because people are saying like so many of her past relationships were fucked by the fact that they were like on display and Mm. all the public interference and you know paparazzi crap that got into their relationship whereas it's really refreshing to have someone who's like no i'm just gonna have like a relationship that's just for me and it's private i respect it yeah, well, that's, that's why these celebrities get so unhinged, you know? Mm. I heard that some of our listeners have come up with a couple <gasps> more celebrities who they think are relatively down to earth. Yes, it's making me think that we should have a weekly segment going forward next year about, <laughs> like, like, stable or not. For yes, celebrity. <laughs> celebrities that we could have a drink with, you know? Yes. <laughs> Who is together at all? Yeah, so we had two different listeners reach out to us um, this week. One of our listeners, Alana, has messaged us, and Alana reckons that Jennifer Aniston is a stable celebrity. What do yes. we think? Mm-hmm. From the table read <laughs> with Brad Pitt, based on that performance, I deem her stable. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> i also think you can't have someone who is obviously a private person does she have instagram maybe she does but like doesn't broadcast her like relationships but has had her oh excuse me jennifer (laughs) come through who's had her relationships blasted across like newspapers for so long like you'd have to have some level of like humility yeah and she was like during the Friends era, and she was always the, like, focus one in Friends. Mm. That was, like, top celebrity kind of stuff. And then there was that, you know, Brangelina era as well. And to kind of come out of that very normal and still doing, like, good movies and great acting and being, like, very together. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I want to know who her therapist is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, refer to Jen the same way that I refer to, like, princess diana like our jen yeah yeah i love jen but i do hate jennifer aniston movies like as a genre oh yeah you're a human yeah yeah. (laughs) how does adam sandler get these women to do these things yes oh my god what was that movie the crime Uh boat or something (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly which one you mean yeah this was at the start of the year right yeah it was so shit yeah 
some like decent actors in that too. Yeah, I kind of loved it, but I hated it. Was there also the other one where he was like a jewelry thief? Yes. Ah, uh, the uncut gems. I couldn't watch it. It like gave me anxiety. Like I it was so hectic. Um, please watch it. Is it a comedy? If it is, it's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's Adam Sandler in a nutshell. Yeah. Right there. I, I reckon he would be fun though. Yeah. I did hear someone say that Adam Sandler is a nice person. I, I, I can't I can't verify this. I don't know I who this person is. He tips was. well. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Do you know that he got nominated? I think he won actually. He is the only person to win two Razzie Awards in the same year for worst actor and worst actress for his dual roles in Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Jill, I forgot about that one. <laughs> There's so many. He's just, he's got to be like one of the most prolific filmmakers of our time, you know? Like, yeah. he's made so many movies. Yeah, nothing gets him down. And it'll sneak up on you. Like, suddenly it's like grown up seven. And you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh my God. I actually read this really interesting thing about this a little while ago, which was this person who's really obsessed with data who mapped out, let's say, all the actors in Hollywood and all the mu- movies that they've been in. And what the most, like, overlap is. Because let's oh. say you have, for example's sake, let's take Jennifer Aniston and um, Angelina Jolie, right? I don't yeah. think they were ever in the same movie. But then you can find a person who was in a movie with both of them. Mm. And then you go further to see who's the most well-connected person in terms of the most amount of movies that they've most been in. Most links they have, yeah. Yeah, and it was just really interesting. Who was up there? It was someone whose name I don't even know anymore. But <laughs> it essentially showed that the people who always do the same type of movies, so someone who always does rom-coms, will actually have a relatively small circle, even though they're very well-known. Yeah. Whereas the kind of actor who like throws themselves into anything will come up everywhere. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to research it and send it to you because it was so interesting. Maybe it was a podcast. That I That's really to. fascinating. But yeah, it was that six degrees of separation, but put into Hollywood. Wow. wow. That's why there's like rom com and comedy actors who are, and like Disney stars as well. They do a bunch of like indie films to sort of be seen by someone mm. else in another bubble. Yeah. And surely Adam Sandler just is at the top though, like of this yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. data collection. For sure. <laughs> well, he could kind of, I, I, I feel like he could pull out a sort of Jim Carrey, because you know how Jim Carrey was like peak of 90s, 2000s, like comedy, but then would randomly do like a really serious drama or even like horror every now and then that was like incredibly good acting, like in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm. which just fucks with you. And he's like really good in that. Yeah, I don't think Adam Sandler is a bad actor. Like you can <laughs> you can quote me on that. I yeah, think yeah. this time will come... I think he gave it a go in Uncut Gems. I saw him and accept. I, I saw him accept an award for it. I think it was the Independent Film Awards, which is around the same time as the Oscars. And his acceptance speech is so funny. And I was just like, this guy. Yeah. You know, he's the Dave Hughes of Hollywood. That <laughs> he is... can't help but love him. He also has a stand-up special. Have you seen that? Ooh, no, I kind of want to now that we're talking about it. I would just say it's very good. And he does songs too. And the songs are very funny. And he's a much better comedian than I'd ever thought he would be. I I actually, he has, I think, a song about Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) Maybe he was a dead guy. Wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman? I don't know, but it made me cry. (laughs) Wow. So what you're saying is Adam Sandler is your hero. Um, Adam Sandler (laughs) is my icon. (laughs) 
Um, I I only oh. realized it as we got into this rabbit hole of talking about him. <laughs> Before we go any deeper, we did have a second celebrity mm. as well from another listener, Katie. What was he? Oh, it was Jennifer Anderson. I was like, did they say Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so we got three, really. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and firstly, Katie says that a couple weeks ago, we all stated that Hugh Jackman seemed stable. But Katie says that he actually pissed himself intentionally during a live Beauty and the Beast! Yes! And that he's not stable because he apparently did this interview where he was like, oh, yeah, I pissed on stage. And they're like, why'd you do that, Hugh? And he's like, well, I had my final song and, you know, I have to use my stomach muscles to hit those really high notes. And I wanted to give the people the best possible show that I could do. So I decided, do I want to hold in this pee that I've needed to have since interval? Or am I going to piss my pants on the stage and give him a show? And so he just pissed himself at the end of Beauty and the Beast in front of families on this stage and then like squelched off stage with a pool of urine on the stage. Wow. Which, can I just say, for the longest time, I found that story endearing. But hearing it with, like, a new set of ears, <laughs> hearing it from more perspective of Charlie, that is a bit unsettling, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just, who gives a shit? Like, oh, my God. Who... I didn't think Hugh cleaned that up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we take that back, but who was the other person? Oh, and the other person, and they reckon, and the person that they reckon is stable is Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Danny DeVito. I don't know anything about Danny DeVito. No, he's elusive. Oh, actually, he directed Matilda, and that's a great film. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, no. Oh, he's stable then. Great. Yeah, he has to be. I'm just looking at his face again, and it doesn't... (laughs) Yeah. Look, the know. face, the face ain't... The eyes. It's the eyes. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a sense of unease about him. But you have to consider someone that ugly in Hollywood. Oh! They, they must be likable to be and still working. This is, is true. He's not conventionally attractive yet. <laughs> Short. Short. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He's no Brad Pitt, that's for sure. He's not yeah. what the... It's not what the mummies are after, but he does not have a his thought, own pizzazz. No. But he's okay. great in Hercules. Oh, he is good in Hercules. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's like a mid-level pervert, like, you know. <laughs> Do you know that he's a pervert or you just get pervert vibes? I just get pervert vibes. I reckon he's like he's like <laughs> the kind of person who has a dildo that's a fist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, let us know, listeners. Do you reckon Danny DeVito has a fist dildo? Or do you reckon he just has a medium-sized butt plug like a normal person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless. I can't think of anybody else. I did try to think of, about it just before, about who else I would want to, like, actually be <gasps> friends with. Even after watching Ariana Grande, I don't think so. What? What? Time? This kind of links into it. We, we, <gasps> we briefly touched on it um, before we started recording. But Tom Cruise this week... Uh, I think we are all pretty surprised to be on Tom Cruise's side in a public outburst 
Um, what happened? I have no idea. Oh my god, Aurelia, you have to watch it. It's there's this recorded audio of Tom Cruise going off on the cast for Mission Impossible Six, I think it is, or, or whatever the most recent one is. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, because it's fucking wild, and it's like him screaming at people for not socially distancing, and like he's going ape shit, but he has a point because he's saying like you know we're like in a really privileged position to be able to make this film. And so many people rely on this for like income and you're fucking like spitting in their face by not following the rules and don't you ever do it again. But he's just like losing his mind. And initially people were posting it being like, Oh, you know, Tom Cruise is a loose cannon, but then everyone was kind of like, actually he's right in this instance. Yeah. He definitely shouldn't have spoken to the staff that way. Oh, yeah. But we are surprised that his take on COVID is not something else. (gasps) I don't know much about Scientology, but they can throw some curveballs. No, they love science. That's what they're all about. Science. Science. (laughs) And planets. (laughs) So this goes for a minute. So we'll just listen to a bit of it. I don't ever want to see it again. So he said, if you could hear it, he goes, how many meters is that? When people are standing around a fucking computer and hanging out, how many meters is that? Like you have to, and it's like people's jobs rely on this. Like, what are you doing? Mm. He's not wrong. Should he have gone off in that manner? Probably not, but I can't even imagine how frustrating it must be in the US, like mm. when people are dying every day. Who knew Tom Cruise was such a, you know, little bitty? Oh my yeah. god, I didn't know he was an alpha. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, where is David Miscavige's wife, though? I wish that he went off and told us where she was. Do you guys know what this is? Am I like throwing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you guys could Wait, see Aurelia he, and my face kill her? Right <laughs> yes he did she's dead okay so Scientology has a leader David Miscavige and he Miscavige or Miscavige I forget first one I do know his name David Miscavige and he had a wife has a wife who has not been seen for <gasps> years oh but God. she's never been declared dead or missing because they're like yeah she's around and people and people who've left Scientology, if you've seen any of the docos, they're like, oh my God. nobody has seen her for years. But some people are like, I saw her and she was just in the house. And, and like, she doesn't leave the house. She's being kept hostage. No, nah, she's dead. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. But it's just like, where is she? Because she hasn't had any, like, doctor's appointments, hasn't done anything. Scientology is not it. As someone who, like, talks about mental health a lot, I don't think that I would vibe it there. Yeah, <laughs> neither. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, also, like, if you don't see me post anything on Instagram for 48 hours, please file a message. Call the police. <laughs> like, someone has kidnapped me. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be my public persona is so loud that, like, it would be very obvious if I had been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Does that change your perspective on Tom Cruise, guys? It just kind of takes it back to zero. It kind of, mm. hearing that he was, like, anti- breaking COVID safe rules, I was like, okay, cool. So it's like teetering above zero slightly. But now she's back to zero. <laughs> Same. Same here. Oh, I can't believe he's doing Mission Impossible 5. That was the most shocking thing Six, about that whole thing. I think. Six. Six. Oh! Yeah. oh, that's a lot. I've only seen the second one. I haven't seen any of them. They're fun. I will say that from the one that I've seen. 
It's just a romp, you know? It's like yeah. people and plans. It's like how... It, it does seem like a feat to not show Tom Cruise's height in movies. How much the cinematography works to... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Conceal how short he is. Mm, that's like ah. a whole team working on that trip. Yeah, legit. I remember reading about, like, like, for interviews and red carpets and stuff like that, there would be, like, teams prepped when he was with Nicole Kidman because she's so tall he would have all these rules about how they had to be photographed and that kind of stuff. It was insane. Oh my God. I just realized <laughs> I'm follow this Twitter account that posts these really long articles about celebrities that have like 30 points and like <laughs> break down their lives. And I read the Tom Cruise one the other day. <gasps> and yeah, I, d- I totally forgot um, because my girlfriend was looking at my phone and she's like, are you reading facts about Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yes, babe, I am. It's really interesting. You had a really hard childhood. (laughs) But yeah, um, I'll try to find it and get through the rest of it because I only read like five or six points and there were legitimately 30 different things. And each of them were like paragraphs. Oh, Oh my God. Why was his childhood hard? Um, His dad was like a drunk who'd like moved him around a lot and he went to 15 different high schools in 12 years. Jesus. Um, wow. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my God, poor Tom. But still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, I have um, I have some Tom Cruise tea. So <laughs> I used to work at the Melbourne Aquarium, and they have this penguin experience that you can do, and you go onto the ice, and you can hang out with the penguins. And Tom Cruise, Suri Cruise, and Katie Holmes did at one time. <laughs> this was before my time uh, at the aquarium, but my boss ran it for them. Because she, she's a genius when it comes to, like, marine facts and stuff like that. Anyway, you have to wear this full outfit. Penguins were doing COVID before it was cool, but, like, they have really terrible immune systems. So you have to, like, put on this disinfected outfit and shoes and everything. You can't even have rings or earrings on just in case, like, it fo- like the chance that it falls in. Oh. 
Is that why whenever people are feeding penguins, they're always in those huge leathery looking suits? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like like snowing, like skiing suits almost. Mm. And he would not put the gum boots on because he was wearing heeled shoes. <laughs> Like a heel shoe that made him taller than Katie Holmes. Oh, my God, his little stilettos. Yeah, and, like, he would not put the gum boots on. And my boss had to, like, say to Tom Cruise, like, you cannot go on the ice. In these heels. Oh In those heels? No. In front of my salad? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, imagine, like, your masculinity being that fragile that you're like, I cannot take off my heel shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember when I properly realized that I was gay and I started to like see a future for myself with a man. I felt suddenly freed from these prior feelings that I had worried about being like, oh, I'm skinny. No woman would ever want to be with a skinny guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the stereotypical, like, big male protector kind of thing. It was really calming to come into the, like, queer community where it's just, like, everyone's got a type, everyone's valid in their own body, and you can be short, you can be tall, you can be big, you can be small, it doesn't matter. Like, Mm. that was really freeing. And I realized that, like, there's not that same kind of openness in the straight dating world. It tends to be very, very strict. Yeah. Mm. There's, like, rules. Yeah. That being said, I mean, there are really toxic things in the queer community as well, where people will have on their dating profiles that they won't date people of certain ethnicities. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, the whole, like, no f- blacks, no Asians, no fat people. Yeah, no oh, fats, man. no femmes, no Asians. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Yuck. It's so fucked up. People shouldn't do that. And then another part of me is like, well, it's an easy to vet. <laughs> yeah it's true especially my straight friends on tinder they'll show me some like horrific bios and photos and i'll be like babe decision made it's a blessing that this person has no social awareness because yeah (laughs) now you know hey charlie on any you've not been on dating apps for a while but gay men they don't hold fish Oh my god, I was thinking of fish as soon as you said I was envisioning a huge barracuda when I was like, what do straight men even take photos of? Like Them and fish! Them and fish? Yeah, no. Gay men do not take photo with fish. It's just like a lot of that like <gasps> this gag really doesn't work on a podcast, but like that kind of like toothless grin that's like, oh I'm uncomfortable, but I'm not really, where you kind of like squish your eyes and you're like <laughs> I wish that the, the people could see this. Oh yeah. Have I told you guys that I briefly was on Grinder with oh. my profile? <gasps> Doing <laughs> what? How did you go? Yeah. My housemates are four gay men mm-hmm. who are all single and okay. they had this like screenshot where they all were like within a few meters of each other with each profile oh my god and then they were like (laughs) the only person missing is you and i was like oh true let me make a profile (laughs) so i did and then i like just put up a profile picture but it took really long for it to get approved and then i deleted my account because I was like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and anyways, people had already started messaging me with no profile picture, being like, what are you up to, dude? Hey, man. And then I got like two nudes, and then I knew it was time. 
to go. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Good for you. Grinder is insane. Where you cannot have a photo up, and people will literally be like, "Here's my address." Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like a privacy <laughs> thing, right? Like some people don't put up a photo, but they'll message you one. Mm. I think that's what it is. It's also there's a big vanity part of it. I used to do this before I was with Josh, but like I would kind of have a period of like going on it and messaging people and using it. And getting like attention from guys felt good. And then I'd be like, no, I'm done now. And then I'd just like delete the whole thing. But then (laughs) as soon as I felt like low self-esteem, I'd be like, I just want that like quick hit of attention. So like I'd get back on it purely to just have guys like message me. (laughs) And then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) I got my fix. And I know of a lot of guys that do that. It's almost just like, obviously there are some people who are there to make real connections but um yeah a lot of it just seems to be kind of like this meat market of like am i hot and then like a couple people be like yeah you're hot and then like you leave (laughs) that's why i have instagram (laughs) true i definitely did that with tinder and i was also really smart potentially to my own detriment especially when i was just looking at men on tinder for a while (gasps) Um, but (laughs) (laughs) but i would only say yes even if i was attracted to someone or i thought someone was attractive I would only swipe right if I thought that I would be their type because sometimes I'd be like, I'm oh. not ready for this kind of rejection. And you can tell sometimes when you're like, yes, I think boys would be into this. And then the other people would be like, no, I don't think you want this. Yeah. <laughs> Although people can surprise you. like They can. Have you guys ever had someone flirt with you that you like didn't realize was flirting at the time or that you didn't think would be into you that was sort of thing? Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've often thought that people are flirting with me and they're not. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, especially when I was working in hospitality, I flirted with everybody because that was my job. Yeah. <laughs> and it was unintentional. Yeah, and that I comes up even... on your bank statement. It's like yeah, <laughs> for yeah, your yeah. pay. <laughs> but I didn't even realize that I was doing it until a couple of friends were like, you're such a big flirt at work. And I was like, literally an act. I don't want to pursue any of these people anyway. Just because you're Libra. Libras are very flirty. It's in our nature. I had a similar thing, especially when I was at like uni age. I feel like I'm a bit better with it now, but like I would have friends say to me like, oh, like so-and-so is into you and like you're flirting with him or her. And I was like, I'm not. I'm literally not. I think we've discussed this before on the pod, but, like, yeah, I've had Mm. lots of encounters, especially with girls when I was younger and, like, less, like, outwardly, like, yes, I'm gay, Mm. where I'd have, like, very close friendships with girls and I would just sort of, like, pour affection and interest onto them and they would be flirting back and I would just not be realising at all. Mm. I'd just be like, what a great close friendship we have. (laughs) (laughs) She loves her friends. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember when they made that, the Kardashians made that song for their mom? What? <laughs> no. She <laughs> loves her friends. Yeah, she loves her like, friends. Yeah, it was, it was like a 60th birthday and they were like, she loves her friends. I don't know. I'll find it later. Aurelia, do you flirt with people a lot or do they flirt with you? I feel like... Um, I don't flirt so much anymore, just out of laziness. <laughs> also, I'm in a relationship, so that's yeah, why. Yeah. Um, As a close second to the yeah. laziness. <laughs> yeah, it's like laziness and then it's like, I'm taken. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes people will reply to things I post or my stories. And then mm. recently my girlfriend was like, do people always flirt with you? And I'm like... I don't think they are. 
I just think they're being nice. That's Instagram. Yeah. Because it's just like online, so it's hard to tell. This has been a weird year for flirting, hasn't it? True. <laughs> like mask on, you only see people's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot um, of brow action. Lots of, lot of Yeah, like <laughs> big eyes, crazy eyes. Um, yeah. And but, I've forgotten how to use my mouth. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. With flirting, I actually find that I'm flirting so much more now that I'm in a relationship, and I think it's because I feel like I have control in the situation. Yes. Whereas with previously, I would be like, oh, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if I actually want this, so I'm just going to shut it down and be awkward. Whereas now I'm like, this can't, like, I'm in a monogamous relationship. This can't go anywhere, so I'm going to fucking flirt and have fun because flirting doesn't have to lead to sex, my friends. Mm. Mm. I used to be really, like, I would avoid any kind of possible flirty engagement with another gay man out of fear that it would become something. At one point, that wasn't even when I was in a relationship. It was just out of internalized homophobia of like, I didn't, I wasn't comfortable in myself about it. So like the idea of like it being real and it eventuating was scary. But then there was a period where even after I come out and I was in a relationship, it was very much like this, like staunch loyalty. Like I can't disrespect that or, you know, anything like that. But I I feel similarly about what you're saying, Jordan, about like now that I've been in a long-term relationship for a long time and I feel very set and solid in that, I also feel a lot more confident in my sexuality. Like I've learned a lot in this relationship and I understand who I am so much better than I did years ago as a gay man. So it's like, it feels kind of like I kind of owe it to myself to feel more comfortable around gay men. And that comfort has meant that sometimes flirtiness will be happening. And I know that it will never go anywhere, but it's nice to not be afraid of the fact that I'm still a person. Like I'm still a sexual being and like, other people could see me as a sexual being like because you're sexy oh thank you <laughs> i was fishing <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast has just been you fishing for us to call you sexy charlie yeah yeah well that's why we're wrapping it up now <laughs> <laughs> he got what he wanted <laughs> That's it. We're taking an indefinite break until Charlie needs us to call him hot again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pulling a grinder. I'm like, no, I need that. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I really wanted to download Hinge because a friend of mine was talking about Hinge. And I wanted to do it because especially when I was on dating apps, it was so much of a game to me as well. And it was just like fun talking to people. Like, I think I'm going to just get on Omegle soon. Omegle, oh, oh my god. Throwback. Did you guys used to go on it as kids, like, with your friends and be, like, talking to strangers random at night? Um, yeah, I would. And yeah. always tell the f- say the filthiest little thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's like a rite of passage. Yes. I didn't get into it until I was, I think, because my, my mum used to work in cyber safety, so I was just terrified of, like, being groomed constantly. Like, yeah. get over yourself. No one's going to really be doing But I, um, I got into it with a friend at uni, and it was the best. Like, we used to have, like, it didn't happen a crazy amount of times. So it was just a couple times where we would hang out, and then we'd be like, we used chat roulette. I'm like, oh, chat roulette, yes. Chat I roulette. Chat roulette. Yeah. And then there was like, oh, there was this one situation that where we like spoke to this guy and he was from New Zealand. He was great. And then we were like, we're going to add him on Facebook. And we've never done that before because obviously oh. that crosses a line. Of course. We 
added him on Facebook and his profile picture was him with a shit on his head. And we were like, oh, a real shit. A real shit. It looked like a human shit. And we were like, oh. and then we scrolled through it and then we like freaked out, blocked him on like all mediums. And then I never went back on. Yeah. I love that eventual freak out that inevitably happens. We're like, we've gone too far. We've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a moment. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that I would do all that kind of stuff with friends. And then my sister, who was six years younger than me, I remember when she started to get into, like, online gaming and she would play... Did you guys ever play Club Penguin? <laughs> I know of it. I never played it, but I know yeah. it. It's just, like, it, it's, the, like, the most pure game. But it had, like, a very, very basic chat function that was already, like, completely censored and, like, you know, safe because it's designed for kids. But I remember being, like, really big probably projecting because I was such a fiend on like downloading porn on LimeWire. But I was so afraid of like her on the internet. And I'd be like, Sophie, you have to be careful on the internet. Like you have to understand that we have got to be safe and there are strangers out there and all this kind of stuff. And then one time she was playing Club Penguin and I saw her type to her friend who was meeting her in the game. She was like, the two little penguins like meeting in the town village. And she's like, hey, Sarah, it's Sophie. And I was like, Sophie! And I like ripped out the internet cord from the computer. And I was like, you do not tell anyone who you are on the internet. It's so funny how careful we were as kids. And now like I am... <laughs> Not far away from, like, putting my fingerprint online. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's my credit card info. Like, just have it. The fear was real. They, like, I feel like kids in the, like, who grew up, who went to, like, school in the 90s and stuff were, like, scared of stranger danger. And ours was, like, internet stranger danger. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is real. But also yeah. often not strangers, unfortunately. Anyway, I just listened to a podcast about yeah. this. <laughs> Were you guys big on MSN? Yeah, huge. Mm-mm. No. no? Was, that, was that because of growing up yeah. to have this witness? Yeah, I wasn't big on anything. I was, like, <laughs> smaller at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you reckon that has made you more social media hungry these days, Aurelia? Um, in the start, for sure. Like, I'm, I got a Facebook when I was 50, 14 or something. 50. Uh, 1450 <laughs> but I like did it behind my mum's back and I had like an email address behind it behind her back as well and there used to be this like German version of Facebook essentially called um wer kennt wen which means who knows who oh, uh. um and yeah I'd like post things on there sometimes and like I just only use it when I was on a school computer oh <laughs> but, like, that's so cute you know so I think maybe it's made me a more thirsty for being online. Yeah. But yeah, that's something I'm kind of working on as well. Mm. You're so great online though. Sorry, I'm an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think I've improved like when I put stuff online that's like part of my life because it's fun, but I don't feel like I have to where a mm. year or two ago I was like, oh, I have to post what I'm Content. doing. Otherwise it's not happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've caught myself recently, especially after I deleted Instagram for a week, like a hero, but <laughs> now that I'm back, thank you. I feel like I at least second guess what I'm putting down because I'm like, oh, this can just be like a thought for me. Like, mm-hmm. or I can like share this. I feel like once you get the ball rolling, you start to feel that need to share everything. And it's like, yeah. I don't have to do this. <laughs> Why? 
I had to say, I did that exact thing this week. I was like drafting a tweet and I was like, you know what? This is just going to go into stand up. <laughs> I yeah. felt so good about that. I was like, that's healthy. I'm just yeah. going to tell it to strangers in person. <laughs> save that for me. You know what? I'm just going to save this for my therapist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Twitter is my therapist. Yeah. Speaking of social media stuff, have you guys heard about the issue with Instagram and Facebook and sex workers at the moment? Yes. Yes. Do you know a bit about it? Because I, I, I sort of caught wind of it, but I haven't really looked into it yet. I only know what I've seen online, which is, is this right or really that they're basically like they're hardening the, the sensory laws? So obviously women or people with like boobs what instagram sees as a woman can't post any nipples yeah which already exists all over the place but now it's it's even harder that the terms for what is perceived as like sexually provocative is different is that right yeah that's pretty much right so it's discriminatory on like a few different levels because someone doing from what i've seen people post for example you know people do pole dancing as an example for exercise and it's an art form. And then mm. there's people who do pole dancing for work because they're strippers or sex workers. And from what I've seen a few people post, it looks as though if you do pole as a sport and without generalizing, but it's a lot of like probably people a bit more well off that can do that and they're like, just do it because it looks fun. Mm-hmm. Then you can post that. But if that's how you make a living, then you can't. And so many sex workers do rely on social media in order to um, market themselves. So it's detrimental to their ability to promote themselves and to share links to their OnlyFans or their Patreons or whatever they do. So it's, um, yeah, there's like another blow in the face after the whole Bella Thorne thing, for example. Yeah. Because there's so many borderline accounts of celebrities or just wealthy people or a lot of like, yeah, just people who can be sexy because they want to and then people who need to in order to survive and not being able to use it as a platform anymore. At the same time that lots of abuse is going on on Instagram with accounts that are like extremely right wing or, yeah. you know, posting rape threats and stuff like that not getting taken down. That's, yeah, shit. Yeah. And I guess, like, the strike was on Sunday. There's some content creators, I know them for tell. If you don't follow them, definitely follow. Very funny memes, but also lots of great information. Has deleted it for as long as they can because, a lot of again, they rely on their following from Instagram to do what they do. Yeah, and it just sucks because it's just like, and it feels really, obviously, people of all genders are being affected by this, and it's just, it's just, it's so misogynistic such an attack on anyone who isn't posting a picture with their you know nuclear family <laughs> being yeah. like mm, little oliver ate a rabbit today <laughs> <laughs> and when you bring it down to a level of like algorithms like you know it's just like screening out certain things it really does start to come down to like crazy base level things it's like what's the difference between the nipple of this person and the nipple of that person like how do exactly. you distinguish that that's like, even then, why are you saying that it's okay for men to have their nipples out and not okay for women? But even then, mm. how do you even say that that person is a male or is a female or identifies that way? Like, mm. it, all of this stuff is so 
No, I don't know. It's just fucked. Yeah. There's that new app that I've heard people talking about or new, like, social media platform called Mastodon. I've heard people talk about that too. Yeah. I want to look into it because people were saying that it's, like, a possible alternative for people to migrate onto away from companies like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that Mm. are centrally run. Like, Apparently Mastodon is not centralized, meaning it's like kind of like Reddit where there's lots of subreddits that have like their own little communities within it. Mm. So it's there's no like one body that makes the rules for everything. It's like you you kind of have more like your network and your particular oh, community. Mm. I'm joining. That's all you needed to say. It doesn't use yeah. social media. Okay, I'm on I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're like adding it right now. You're on your phone. <laughs> That's perfect. I love mm. that. Yeah, great. Well, I hope that they come to their senses, but it, and they are noticing it. So if anybody, if you deleted Instagram for a day, or if you're staying off Instagram, power to you, they're noticing it. This it's show. They are seeing that there is a response from their audience, and that a lot of people are taking their time away from the app. Don't let anybody tell you that these kind of protests don't work. Yeah, mm. although don't delete it. Just don't go onto it because I heard that people were saying that if you delete it and then come back onto the app it just registers as like a new, new it means user. that they get like a yeah like their numbers for new added uh, accounts yeah. go up for that day mm-hmm. so it actually is kind of like it balances it back out again but it's better <gasps> if you just stop using it that's a good thing to know i might try and i'll actually i gotta get one of those things where you literally lock yourself out i'm an addict <laughs> yeah i should give it a go yeah see how we do do we have a queer and a as well yes we do um how did you know that i was just looking it up (laughs) (laughs) i have a sense for these things it's our last one for the year i can't believe it 2020 what a year what a year well for the last one we have tammy writing in who is from turak and tammy says Next year, I'm going to finally wear that mesh crop top I've been keeping in my drawer. Do you guys have any plans to maximize your gayness in the new year? Yes, Tammy. To maximize. I think I'm going to get a shaggy mullet. Ooh, Ooh. mullets. They are in right now. Damn. I love that. Have you seen Troy Sivan's mullet? (laughs) No. I kind of hate it. I don't think it suits him. And I usually think that mullets are hot, but on Troy, I'm not digging it personally. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know if he has enough curly hair for it. Oh, he does have curly hair. He should yeah. just get a perm. Yeah. I'll I want to get a perm. I'll tweet him. Sorry. Oh, my God. Is, is that your gay? Um, you're yeah. maximizing your gayness next True. year? True. That can be mine because I, I really want to get a perm. Why is it always hair related for us? Like, we can't find <laughs> anything else. Like, it's like hair and tattoos. Like, that's, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aurelia, you just got a tat. Yeah, well, um, my maximization of gayness will be getting a tattoo and maybe also a motorcycle. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's like on my list. Yesterday, I was talking to one of my housemates about it, and um, I was like, "I'm gonna get a motorbike," and he was like, "Like a Vespa." And then my other housemate was like, you are so gay. (laughs) And, you know, like, I'm like, no, a motorbike. And he's like, that is such a lesbian thing to say. And a Vespa is like the other side of that coin. The only Vespa owner that I know was my year 10 drama teacher <laughs> who was he came to school there's like two two motherfuckers <laughs> that is adorable yeah. that's great then you can like 
you can walk with the, the dykes on bikes at Mardi Gras. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If it happens with Sydney being this. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah. I bought flights, so. <laughs> <laughs> I oh hope you get God. to go. Yeah, that would be great. I don't know. Do you guys have any, like, uh, they can be gay. They can be non-gay. <laughs> but by being our goals, I think they're gay. Do you have any goals this year or things that you're manifesting or anything? Fixing my teeth. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, your one crooked tooth. Yeah. I was thinking that. And um, <laughs> um, I set myself like a monetary goal of how much money I want to make doing comedy. Oh, nice. So hopefully I can achieve that and then just exercise a bit more. Nice. That's good. Sounds- Gay to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. money and fitness. Yeah. <laughs> and a dental plan. Charlie, do you have any goals? Well, now that Aurelia's getting her tooth fixed, I'm going to have to get mine fixed. <laughs> you know. I'll get mine made as yours was or will be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a mould yeah. of Aurelia's. <laughs> also comedy related, I don't want to give a fuck next year. That's mm. my comedy goal specifically related to like I want to just gig all the time I want to be so much more chill about trying new stuff and seeing how it goes and just have fun with it like I'm thinking of pulling back at like my day job and really just diving in with comedy so I don't want to give myself like a something that I feel like I can't achieve by making it like I want to do this many gigs or I want to do Mm. you know something that's like quantifiable but yeah I want to know that at the end of the year I really just like dived in and Mm -hmm. stopped caring about what people who aren't into my stuff think about it Mm. this year has just made me a bit apathetic to all that I'm just like you know what I don't care let's just do it yeah it does put things into perspective yeah similar to you guys I think I'm gonna aim to have small goals that I achieve rather than being like scatterbrains I'm gonna do a thousand things and then I don't actually achieve a thousand things. And then I mm. feel shit about myself, which is very hard. But I'm starting small and taking a moment after each small thing rather than being like, all right, next, 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 what happens now? Yeah. Mm. Just being like, okay, so I have this thing to finish and this thing to finish. And hopefully by the end of this year, I will have produced, directed, and written a web series, guys. And now that I've said it, it has to happen. It's real. It has to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I love that, Jordan. That's right. That's wonderful. I can't wait to see it. Mm. You're going to smash it. And guys, we should talk about it. We've successfully done 20 episodes of this. We've almost been going for like five months now. Yeah, 20 weeks is five months. It's like half a fucking year we've been doing this. So I'm very proud of us for keeping on this. And... Mm -hmm. To our listeners as well, we're going to be taking a couple weeks break because we fucking deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be hot at the yeah. hot girl summer. But we are 100% coming back. We've got some big plans for next year to be bigger and better and gayer than ever. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes peeled. And if you're listening to this on the week that we release it, yeah, just hang tight. Stay sexy. Yes. (laughs) Stay COVID safe and sexy. Yeah, please. Please, God. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go full Tom Cruise on you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, happy holidays, everyone, and happy new year. Yeah, happy happy new year, year, guys. And be good. (laughs) 
be good. Be good. Be good. I, 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 I wanted to say something insightful, but I just don't have it in me. That's insightful enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this will be a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PopGazePod. And if you like this episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, be gay. <laughs> <laughs> 